and it came to a point where I said, okay, it's time for me to take the matters into my own hands and to be in charge of my own business and to be in charge of the way I want to run my business. Welcome to Sales Pipe Pros Podcast. Here's your host, Mike Petrosian. Welcome to Sales Pipe Pros. Today, I have a very special guest from Southern California. She is a real estate rock star who constantly crushes it in sales, has a great mentality and overall positive attitude. Teresa, welcome. Thank really you nice so much for having you, Mike. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Excited to have you. Let's start it off. I, I, I saw your uh, background starting from banking to tech oh, to real estate. He's got it all down. Absolutely. So tell me about it. How did you get into sales? What drives you in sales? And oh how do you God. keep crushing it? I don't think you just get into sales. I think you just either love it and you go for it or you shouldn't be in sales. You know. So I think <laughs> I was born for this field. It doesn't matter what I'm selling, anything that I'm selling, I was meant for it. Um, you know, moved to the United States at a young, when I was 13 and um, worked my way up the corporate ladder until it came to a point I was a manager at Wells Fargo, I was a manager at Apple for many years. And it came to a point where I said, okay, it's time for me to take the matters into my own hands and to be in charge of my own business and to be in charge of the way I want to run my business. There's so much you can do in a corporate environment. There's restrictions, there's limitations, you know. There's a script you have to follow, literally. In banking, we had a script we had to follow, and I wanted to break away from that. I wanted the freedom to do things my way, the way that I know that works, the way that I know I would wanna be serviced. Love so it. then I decided to jump into real estate. And I don't think you just jump into real estate, I think, you know, you've got to find a need for something that's missing, right? Any successful businesses, they find an opportunity of something that's missing, something that's lacking, and you fix that problem. You fix, you find the solve, right? So I found the solve. For me it was, you know, I was in the process of selling my own home and buying a new home. And I realized it's a very sensitive time in someone's life. It's a lot of money. You're dealing with someone's finances. It's a big Absolutely. decision. And you want someone by your side that you can absolutely trust. Someone that's an expert in that field. Someone that knows what they're doing. Someone that protects your interests. Someone that negotiates for you. I could go on for hours, right? And I felt that it's so difficult to find someone just right who can handle your real estate transaction where you don't second guess it. And you don't think, did I do this right? Should I have done this? Was this done for me? Or was there other motives? I felt the need right then and there. And I said... I want to be that person in someone's life. I want to be the person they can trust in such a life-changing event. You know, they say moving is one of the biggest events in someone's life. And, you know, usually you move when there is marriage, there is divorce, there is death, there is a new school. There's, it's just such important changes in your life. So the last thing you want is for these, this big piece to be handled incorrectly if I make sense. So I became the solve and I got into real estate and, you know, I, I had a client that said, Oh my God, you're one of the good ones. You know? So I, <laughs> I've been referred to as the good realtor and I'm going to stick to it. I love the nickname. It's simple. It's to the point. Good realtor. I'll keep it. <laughs> so when you started off, I know it's a competitive field. Absolutely. Did you have specific mentors? Was there like a training program you had to go through? I mean, you clearly didn't, didn't start closing right off the bat. 
What are oh, some I of the steps you took right to? Right off the bat, first. How oh. dare you? I was closing right off the bat. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, I think you're absolutely right. I have to be uh, giving credit where it's due. I've had several mentors in the process. To this day, I have mentors. I don't think the moment you stop growing and the moment you say, oh, I know everything, there is a problem. You know, first of all, you don't. So I think even now I have mentors, people that I look up to, top realtors that I look up to and follow and aspire to be. But right. um, my mentors throughout the process, I had several brokerages that I tried out. You know, I started at one, I picked their brain, I got all the good stuff, went to another one, picked their brain, got their good stuff. And now I'm with Coldwell Banker, Hallmark Realty, and I'm pretty happy and comfortable where I'm at. Um, but I did partner up with a top agent in my area and he noticed me, he noticed my activity. He reached out, we met for lunch. He said, you know, why don't you become a part of my team and I can show you the way. And I said, let's do it. I think it was five months into our partnership or, you know, this relationship where we met and he said, I've never seen anyone pick things up, up as fast as you do. So I think it's time you know, for you to do it on your own. And I'm like, oh my God, I've been dying to say this to you, but I'm so glad we're on the same page. So um, I do think in real estate to be successful, you have to surround yourself with top realtors. You have to be ready to do anything and everything it takes to be that sponge, to take on as much of information as possible until you find your signature, until you find your way. And I did that. You know, my approach is so very different from, my mentor's approaches, but it works for me because it's it. genuine and it's me and it's who I am and my clients can tell immediately. Love it. Yeah. Nicely done. And yeah. let's talk a little bit about the pipeline portion when it comes yes. to gaining prospects, obviously highly competitive environment. You clearly have an edge, but what were some of the strategies you took to bring those prospects in? You know, here's what I'll tell you. I think our prospects are everywhere. We just need to look for it. Um, I think people are so stuck on certain traditional ways of getting business, you know, cold calling, door knocking, you know, going through sphere of influence, and they don't think that their prospect is everywhere. It could be the right. Starbucks barista. It could be the person where you pick up your dry cleaners every day. It could be your neighbor next door. And I'll give you examples of this, if I may. Um, Please. Am I talking too much? How are we doing? We're having fun, Teresa. <laughs> are you know, I'll give you an example. I entered an elevator going home in casual clothes. I had a listing appointment. I finished. I thought my day was done. I had a successful listing appointment. I'm in casual clothes. I'm taking care of errands. Going home in an elevator, I, and mind you, I have like coffee, I have snacks in my hands. I do not look <laughs> like a professional realtor ready to close, okay? So in the elevator, I see this younger lady who has a box in her hands. Um, and not for a second was I thinking, cha-ching, or oh my God, my next transaction. I just simply said, oh, are you moving in or moving out? You know, because I, I'm a neighborly person, I'm very social, and she said, Oh, we're actually um, packing because my father passed away. He lived here. Mm. I said, I'm so sorry to hear, you know, we bonded, we connected. I talked about my father and it just, you know, I was there for her in those few moments. And then I said, well, what are you going to do with the home? And she said, well, we're going to sell it. I said, do you have a realtor? She said, I have a few family friends, which everyone does. If you ask any human being, their cousin, their brother, their mother, someone's a realtor, right? <laughs> and I get this pushback from others all the time. It's like, how do you stand out when everyone knows a realtor? That's right. true. Everyone knows a realtor. 
How do you become the good realtor? How do you become the one they trust? So then I told her, you know, I live in the building. I know the area better than anyone would, right? I know the neighborhood. I can do the comps. I can help her out. And the unit was really in bad shape. And she was wondering how is she going to find the money to fix it up? And I gave her some ideas and I said, there's two options. You know, we can sell it as is, or this is what we'll do. I'm not going to discuss strategy here, but almost immediately we connected. That same moment we went upstairs, I checked out the unit. Next morning, I met with her in a professional manner, in a professional setting, uh, you know, heels, suit, you name it, got to put on, you know, the game face. <laughs> and um, I got the listing. I got the listing in a very short amount of time. I was able to secure a buyer who bought it in as is condition. There was no money spent out of her pocket. Moral of the story is there was my prospect, a lady with a box in her hands in an elevator. I could simply ignore any, everything that was happening around me and go home because I was done for the day. I got a listing that day. I nailed it. I was very successful. You know, I was done. There was no need for me to take it further. But in my mind, I was thinking, here's someone that could need help. I'm going to be the person to help her. Absolutely. Especially in a time of need like that, someone passing yeah. away, you can't really think straight. You don't know who to hire, Absolutely. what to do. So, but I'm sure you've heard no's before. So how do you deal with objection handling when it comes Absolutely. to real estate? Oh my goodness. I think the, the problem with objection handling is people go in unprepared. You know, you have to go in prepared for that objection. You have to assume you're going to hear a no one way or another. You can't, I mean, I'm a confident person by nature, you know, and I go in feeling like a million bucks. I feel like I'm going to get this, but I'm always prepared. And when it comes to objections, if you don't pause and listen to your client, one, you'll never learn from this experience, right? Uh, because I don't look at it as much as, okay, I got an objection, I got a no, I failed. I look at it, what did I learn from this failure? How can I make it better the next time around? And it sounds like such a simple thing to do, but we don't do it. We don't do it. We let it discourage us. We stop for a while. You know, we go into this depression mode, morning mode, <laughs> stress mode, and we're like, oh, nothing's working out. This isn't for me. Why is this happening to me? And instead what I do, you know, I go in prepared knowing that I could hear a no, and I'm ready already to combat those objections. If you're prepared, you should be ready to combat that objection right away. If you're not, you should be able to give them an answer later on and follow up with them. So don't stop right there. Say, why don't I get back to you? That's a great question. That's a great observation. Let me do my research. Let me get back to you. It's better that than give them the wrong answer or show them that you're unprepared. Um, but I think step one is listen to your clients. They're going to give away the most valuable thing in the world, which is feedback, right? An objection is a form of feedback. There is a reason why you couldn't close the deal is because something stopped them from moving forward. Listen to them, find out the reason why, be prepared. And if you don't have an answer, set up a game plan of a follow-up steps you are gonna take. Don't leave it up to the client, take action. I'll call you tomorrow, how 2 p.m., let me get back to you on that. Or I'll come back tomorrow, 2 p.m., how does that work for you? Love it. Does that help? <laughs> Absolutely. So real estate, you know, I, full transparency, I just bought a house recently here in uh, Northern <gasps> California. <laughs> I have, Congratulations. I, I appreciate that. I don't think you drive all the way to North or maybe you would. I don't know. Uh, I will tell you stories, but continue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm happy uh, for you. So my real estate agent, Angela Petrosian, the, oh. the last name is no, no relation. Totally. Uh -huh. uh, you know, it's common. Yes. Uh, but she, outside of the trust that I had for her, she just worked super hard. And sometimes I almost felt bad. <laughs> How <laughs> hard so she's much. Working. Angela, shout out to you. But, 
what would advice would you give to someone that just wants to crush it in real estate? But how do you make time for yourself as well? The fact that it's a 24-7 job. If you want to succeed in anything in life, you cannot go into it thinking, how do I work less and become successful? That is just not an option. Any successful business owner, they've only reached that level of success by putting in the hours, by putting in the effort, by hustling. Like there is no tomorrow more than anyone else for them to become successful. They may look like they have all the freedom in the world right now because they're traveling, they're enjoying life. They've reached a level of comfort where they can afford those things. But it doesn't mean for a second that they pause. You know, you don't know what happens behind closed doors, right? Absolutely. I go on vacations with my daughter and I take my laptop with me everywhere I go. <laughs> so I wait for her curfew once she's done and she's asleep. A realtor Teresa wakes up. I don't care if I'm in Cabo. I don't care. I, I, it's a funny story. I went to the Bahamas once and we were on this cruise where there's no internet, right? And I paid prime dollars extra extra money <laughs> to get some sort of internet which was so very slow and my friends were laughing at me they're like you're in the middle of an, like you're nowhere how did you expect to get internet <laughs> and i was frustrated that i couldn't get an offer in or i was in escrow and something wasn't going through so moral of the story is you know you get to decide your your future and in order if you you're determined to be successful the last thing on your mind should be how do i work less hours or how do i balance right now you need to focus on how do i do everything in my power to reach that level of success and when you do and now you're comfortable then you start to pick and choose i work with a lot of realtors that simply turn off their phones after 6 p.m it annoys the hell out of me, you know, because my <laughs> phone is not off after 6 p.m. and I want to get things done, but I can't hear from them until the next day. But they've reached that level and they're okay with that, right? So I think you set the bar and the limitations for yourself. You got to get there first. And to get there, you absolutely have to put in the hours and you have to work hard. So you're absolutely. asking the wrong person for balance. You see my <laughs> posts. I'm up at midnight. I'm up at 1 a.m. writing offers. I'm up at 7 a.m. because my daughter has school. So, wrong person. I work too much, <laughs> but I love it. You know, I do it with so much pleasure. That's what it sounds like. It's the passion that drives you. It's not really and, the money, it's not really the actual well, task. It's more of the. You just love achieving and Absolutely. giving people what they need. You nailed it. Because if it was the money, you burn out. If it was the money, you slow down because Absolutely. you get that check. You know, the number one mistake realtors make, they celebrate. Listen to this. They celebrate. You That's get that advice. first big check. And then you're like, woohoo, vacation. I'm going. Yes, <laughs> they do that. Or how do I spend this money? Don't get me wrong. I like nice things. I take care of myself. I take care of my beautiful daughter. And, you know, I, now I make sure that every break she has, we plan some sort of a trip. I want to fill up her days with as much adventures as possible, which is costly, right? But, but, but if I get a check, I don't celebrate. If I get a check, it's like, here's another accomplishment. Where is my next customer? How do I help someone else? You know, you got to use that as an, as that adrenaline rush. It's the prime time. You just got this big check. It's the prime time for you to go after the next transaction. It's not the time to slow down and say time to spend it. Make sense? Cause it. then you get comfortable Absolutely. and you slow down. I remember one post actually that was inspiring. Uh, you posted something about that you were so busy that you forgot to yeah. pick up your checks. So, yeah. and they kind of piled up and someone called you said, Teresa, pick this yeah. up already. It's 
taking yes. up too much space. So that's when I knew that you were passionate about what you were doing as opposed to Absolutely. just doing it for the money. And you know, it's not to brag in any way. I don't want it to seem like I don't need it. We all need it for different reasons, right? We all have plans. We all have goals. But that's when you know you're in it for your customers. That's Absolutely. when you know, and customers can feel it too. That's why I tell realtors, if you want to become a realtor, have a backup plan, have some savings in place, have a full-time job for God's sakes. I do not believe that you can be successful as a realtor, as a part-timer. You can. I was a perfect example of that. I made a lot of sacrifices, but I started out as a part-time realtor. I put in the hours and here I am today. So yes, you know, my customers, if the client for any second can feel like you're relying on that commission check to get by right because you're so desperate for it and you need it so badly they can smell it they can feel it and i promise you that escrow is not going to go through for one reason or another something's going to go wrong and that's not how it's supposed to work the way you need to focus on it is i have a client who has a need i need to take care of them that needs to be your only worry in the entire transaction love it yes love it and with respect to now let's say that someone is wanting to get into real estate, they want to ask, they'd ask you, Hey, Teresa, what steps can I take right now? That's going to make me successful in real estate. What would you tell that person? I think, you know, step one is don't jump into it thinking you're going to get a check tomorrow, right? So don't <laughs> jump into it hungry for the paychecks, jump into it for the right reasons. There was a person that reached out to me and said, I want to get into real estate and I want to know your reasons why you got into it. I said, I don't mind sharing my reasons, but I need you to have your story. Because if you share my story with your clients, it's going to seem very, you're, they're going to tell that it's not genuine. They're going to tell that it's fake and it's not yours. So first pause and ask yourself, why is it that you want to get into real estate? Because this is your you know, tagline. This is your definition of who you are and why you do what you do. And you need to be sharing the story over and over with your clients. So unless you have a good reason why, don't do it. Let's say we establish the why, you know, how to become successful. The tools are there. Everyone has access to them. There's tons of coaching available, paid coaching, free coaching. Google, for God's sakes, is available. Uh, there's brokers available. There's top realtors available. The resources and the tools are there. It's all about how much of your time are you going to put into it and utilize those tools and resources. You know, people get discouraged by making 50 phone calls and getting no's or getting cursed at make 500 phone calls and see what happens. Make 5,000 phone calls and see what happens. So that's how you utilize those resources and become successful. I think you need to be persistent in this environment. You cannot be shy. You have to love people. I mean it. You have to love people because many times you may want to hurt them. So I need you to love these people so you don't hurt them because it's not easy to enter escrow and close it in 30 days and stay young and beautiful. It is not easy. Okay. I'm telling you this. Amen to that. So now you are a team lead. So clearly you yeah. have some management responsibilities. How has that transitioned your career from individual contributor and now you're responsible? It's a big sacrifice to go from individual contributor to being a team lead. It's a huge sacrifice. And if you do it right, you know, that you're not keeping any information to yourself. I'm an open book with my team members. You know, I tell them, here's how I did it. This is the exact way I did it. I need you to copy that. You know, <laughs> I'm literally giving them away the answer, that secret formula and saying, do this and you'll become successful. So uh, 
many people may not do that. You know, others want you to suffer first. They want you to fall several times and figure it out on your own because they had a hard time in the beginning. So why should you have an easier time? Um, right. Here's what I'll tell you, you know, I've been a manager before, so I come from that role. I was a manager at Wells Fargo. I had 65 employees at one of my last stores. Wow. At Apple, we had 160 employees. I'm telling you, 160 employees, and wow. I was a manager there. So I've come from a role where I have to be responsible for someone else. I have a daughter. I mean, it doesn't get any more <laughs> responsible <laughs> from that. Um, so what I decided, you know, if I can contribute to someone else's career, you know, if I can be there for someone else, if I can be that guidance that they need, because I needed so much when I was getting into the role, I wanted to do it. Why not? You know, I thought it's only going to make me stronger. It's only going to make us stronger. It's more time and effort on my part because I kind of have to answer the same questions 17 times to five different people, six different people. But, but, um, it's absolutely worth it because when I see them succeed, I know I did something right. So awesome. And last question, Teresa, what is next for you at this point in time? You're already a team lead. You're crushing it in sales. What is the next goal for you? That I haven't thought about what's next. You know, I want to sell anything and everything, right? Anything <laughs> that comes my way, I sell. They know this. This is my reputation. I want to help clients get into their dream homes. That initial reaction when I call them up and I say, or I meet with them and I say, we're opening escrow. Every single time I deliver this news, I have the same reaction. You know, it doesn't get old for me. It's not repetitive for me. It's this feeling in your heart where you did something great for this client that they're always going to remember you for it. And it was a life-changing event. So I'm enjoying the hell out of this process. I'm not thinking what's next. I want to do more of this, you know, keep me busy. You know, I want to sell more. I want to buy more. I want to set records. I want to help people. I want to become their go-to person for any and all real estate needs. So I'm good where I'm at. Um, you know, I obviously, what I've seen with years of my career is my performance doubles so far. So thank God for that. And I'm so grateful to my clients. Um, and if it keeps doubling, I'm just going to be super, super busy. So <laughs> what more could I want? <laughs> it sounds like you got it already. I've got well, it. <laughs> it sounds like you're well on your way. Once again, congratulations on all your success. You're a true rock star inspiration to not just women, but everyone that's in real estate. I feel like anyone could learn something from you. And please keep in touch. I can't wait to I'd love to, Mike. Thanks for asking me to join. And Absolutely. I look forward to future conversations. Absolutely. Take care, Teresa. Take Talk care. to you soon. Thanks for joining. For more episodes, visit salespipepros.com.